This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. Something most young farmers wanting to buy a farm goes through. The headline of the story in Wallace's Farmer from Holly Springs caught my attention, penciling out farmland tough for farmers in 24. Ain't that the truth? But when has it ever been any different? Buying farmland, or maybe better put, borrowing money to buy farmland, has never worked to my knowledge here in northwest Iowa. The revenue from farming land was never adequate to pay for the farm in my experience. That has never seemed to inhibit buyers who have often been billionaires who have made their money someplace else. Springer's son, Nathan, expressed interest in buying a farm and they engaged in the financial calculations with him. He basically found out what we all know, that farms are an investment, and unless you have a lot of cash to invest into equity, you cannot borrow much and expect to generate the payments from the operational income. Her son, Nathan, started with the assumption that he could buy a 90-acre farm for $15,000 an acre. Amortized over 30 years at 6% interest, it would take an additional $800 an acre over operational costs annually to make the farm payment. That would require an additional $72,000 per year above his cost of production. In a poor year, the profit may be $50 an acre. In a good year, $200 an acre. But a year where the profit was $800 an acre is a once-in-a-lifetime experience of ever. Each year you will be subsidizing the farm payment with income or cash from somewhere else. Better have a lot of other acres that are paid for to subsidize the payment of the new farm, a good off-farm job, and take few vacations. Even if you have half of the value of the farm in cash, you need a 50% loan. The $400 an acre needed to make the payment is out of bounds. Next, he would find that no one is going to borrow him all the money for the farm. Maybe he can borrow $5,000 an acre, which is still tough to clear a margin over. If you have other land to monetize the payment over, it reduces the risk considerably. Personally, I think $1,000 to $2,000 debt per acre on farmland is enough, unless it is a coffee farm, and we do not have any of those where I live. By my metrics, it requires that you have 7 to 10 other acres paid for to borrow $15,000 on the new acre. Sounds like the realization of this hit Nathan pretty hard, him being quoted as, Why would anyone do this? How is a young guy like me supposed to buy land? The answer is that you need to have struck it rich in the Silicon Valley first, I suppose. That has actually happened for some buying land here. The exercise has been discouraging for every young farmer who has gone through it. There are young farmer first-time land buyer programs that can help, but they do not cover all the needs nor fit local land markets either. There's nothing more expensive than buying a poor piece of ground so that it fits its young farmer loan terms. My life experience is that the most expensive, highly productive land is the best value. You can buy more land if you already own enough land that is debt-free to amortize new acres over. That is why most land being sold is to legacy farms that have generational wealth and equity. They already have enough acres that they can pick up another 80 acres now and then and not extend their leverage all that much. As noted, we have also had participation from the billionaire class before interest rates went up, which has cooled off their interest too. My farm loan is at 4% before the farm credit system dividend. Farmland ownership in general is very low leveraged. What is leveraged is borrowed at lower rates than today. 
and the credit quality of the owners today against tightened lending standards provides a very low risk profile for the farmland market in general. It is not the 1980s when buyers bet the farm when buying a farm and quickly lost it. There's no similar leverage today to force land back onto the market, which was what crushed values in the 1980s. Low interest rates with CDs were paying less than 1% not that long ago. That primed the pump for rising farmland prices as farmland returns beat CD rates. There was an operational gain in land values appreciated as well, making buying farmland a great investment. Now borrowed interest rates are much higher, the farm profitability is plunged, and CDs now pay 5%. The odds of further farmland appreciation from these levels under those conditions is poor. I think that land values will take a breather. Just like Nathan, we all go through this calculation. I was middle-aged before I bought my first farm, 80 acres, and I made the down payment from off-farm earnings. I can appreciate what Holly's son Nathan thought when he first ran the numbers. His advantage is that he has his whole operational life ahead of him. He should keep his eye on the goal and be persistent. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com. Or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. Futures trading involves risk. The risk of loss in trading futures and or options is substantial, and each investor and or trader must consider whether this is a suitable investment. Past performance is not indicative of future results.